Yeah, that's it now. We're live. Hi. Hi. Ha, ha, hi. Wow. Hello, everyone. And welcome <laughs> to the Dice Breaker. All that Friday energy already. Mm. I'm your host, Alex Mears. Uh -huh. <laughs> Matt Jarvis isn't here this week. Mm. He's in the Shadow Realm. No, he's not. He's banished. <laughs> Don't worry. He's banished. Okay. Say it as it is, Mian. He was banished. No, <laughs> he's away. He's Join some time off as he mm. should be for, for once. Mm. Um, yeah, uh, I'm also here with Liv Kennedy, yes, our video hello. producer. Hi, I'm producing video right now. How's it going? <laughs> How are you today? <laughs> this sounds so so bad. I, yes, I am good. Thank you very much, Alex Mean. How are you today? <laughs> <laughs> I am also good, thank you. Yeah, it's, okay, um, yeah, we're, we're holed up, because for those who may not be in the UK right now, it is very windy. There mm. is a storm, a happening. Uh, so it's blowing all about, and there's been wheelie bins flying around, and the, the tops of churches have been falling down. It's mm -hmm. the apocalypse, everyone. It's arrived. But that Finally. won't stop us from talking about <laughs> Tabletop gaming <laughs> with our other guest today, Chase Carter, contributor, news writer, Texan boy. Yep, it's me, your Texan news boy. Oh, that's How so cute. Are you? Love that. <laughs> yeah. How's Texas? Uh, Is it windy there? Uh, it was a couple of days ago. We had a cold front come through. We're in that part of winter where, I think I've described this to y'all, where it will be like you know 20 celsius one day and then it'll be about three the next day oh, and it just terrifying. sort of bounces in between there mm. um yeah it's it's awful uh which means that we like the ground is never cold enough to hold snow but like it is just bitter enough that like you have to keep both your summer and your winter clothes at hand at all times uh always be prepared Chaos. no matter what might come your way i love that what? yeah what what a way of living. <laughs> yeah, that's Texas for you. That's Texas for you, baby. Um, yeah, we're here to talk about all things tabletop gaming. Um, and of course, as we do with every episode, before we've gotten all the <laughs> rubbish out of the way, is that we all talk about what we've been playing and doing this week. So we will start with, uh, let's start with our Texan boy. Chase Carter. Chase, tell us, what have you been playing? Uh, okay, so a couple of these I'm going to, I'll leave for you, Mian, because I know you've probably delved deeper into them than I have. But so last Saturday, I was actually able to get together with some friends and have like <gasps> a straight up board game night, uh, which was refreshing. Whoa. It's been a while. Like we just got together. We were like, yeah, everyone bring your big bags of board games, which... By the way, one of my friends has like one of those like backpacks that you can shove like tin games into. Yeah, Where I got it as a Christmas these? gift, and those I'm very jealous. I know I want one of them. Uh, it's very impressive. But at this night, I was finally able to play for the first time physically Wingspan, <gasps> That's uh, the same which as was us. a real treat. Wow, amazing! Um, yeah, we. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, listen, I think everybody, if you're listening to this podcast, you know about Wingspan, you've heard us talk about Wingspan. Me and you wrote a piece, was it this week or last week, about Wingspan? Um, um, I believe it was like two weeks ago, actually. Oh, 
<laughs> yeah, we'll see. Time is meaningless, really. Yeah, me and Clarkson are on the best of terms right now. Um, oh, yeah. But yeah, so I had a really great time playing that. It's, I mean, again, it's, I don't think it's a controversial statement to say that that is just like a well-designed board game that is fun to look at and fun to play. Um, one of the cool things was my partner was with us and they don't play as many board games as me and they also don't when we do don't tend to get into like sort of engine building games but afterwards like they were like this game is a lot of fun and actually like sort of opened them up to why people play engine building games mm -hmm. they could see it they could start to see like the joy in seeing those like sort of gears come together and create this machine that just spits out points by the time you get to the end of it mm -hmm. um yeah and then we also like had a rule at the table that everyone must read their bird facts as the cards mm. at the table. Like yeah, you would pause everything nice. and read those bird facts, which mm. is incredible whenever you drop a card that's like 80% of this bird's population died out between the yeah. between 1977 and 1985. And you're like, hmm. It's devastating. That bird fact was not quite as fun as the other ones. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, like Elizabeth Hargrave like made this game to kind of bring awareness to the fact that certain species of birds bird species mm -hmm. had been like suffering from environmental problems mm -hmm. or, or yeah like dying out and so taking that passion for bird life and translating it into a board game uh one that is really good is so impressive to me like how this is like a debut design from you know uh, Elizabeth Hargrave and it's like so good it feels like it was made by someone who completely understands how a good engine building game works yeah, yeah. so like um, I urge the other she's made another game called Mariposas which is about the monarch butterflies that migrate cool. like which um, te Texas is like right and smack dab in the middle of that migration route so mm, during parts of the year oh, wow. we will have big clouds of uh uh, of monarch butterflies fly through on their way down to Mexico. That's really cool. But like, I like this now. I like this cottage core style of you know genre of game that that sort of coming mm -hmm. that's been made more popular recently. Yeah, like, like uh, yeah, like get get rid of trains, get rid of like gears and like power grid and all that sort of stuff. We're dealing with nature now, baby. Yeah, like it's, yeah. it's birds and butterflies and grass growing. I guess. Yeah. Uh, in that genre, I would put Wingspan, Mariposas, Cali Calico, uh, Patchwork. Mm -hmm. Like, there's several other games that have that kind of cottage core aesthetic to them. Yeah, it's really Whereas, like Patchwork is like. Oh, like, go ahead. I think I'm lagging a little bit. So I if I talk over everyone, that's my B. But Chase, you go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was just going to interject and say Patchwork is uh, like 400 times harder than its cute little aesthetic would lead you to believe. That is, <laughs> yeah. That's a difficult little game. That game, yeah, it's, it is challenging. Like, I don't think I've ever managed to successfully fill my board. Like, it is a lot. Uh, Charlie Efridge non says Herbaceous fit into that kind of style. Yeah, what mm. not cabinet? I don't know what that is, but um, yeah, I've heard of Herbaceous. It, I believe it had a Kickstarter campaign. It looked that kind of vibe. And then I think they made a follow-up that's like f flower-based? 
I'm trying to remember what that's called, but they're the kind of games that you whack on like a like a a chill hop kind of playlist to listen to, and then mm. you you sort of snuggle down and play these oh. kind of games. The uh, the follow up was uh, Floriferous. That's the mm. one, Floriferous, which sounds like a Pokemon evolution. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think the designer just really loved to to flex the these these words that they knew. They're like, yeah, I'm going to create board games to tell people I know words like herbaceous and floriferous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, uh, Liv, you mm. and I played Wingspan a few weeks ago, didn't we? We did. Yeah. Um. I I was going to say I think it's quite interesting that um. Uh, the creator of the game chose to kind of talk about birds in the medium of like board games. Like, I, I wonder what the thought process was behind there. Like, why wasn't this a book? I don't know. <laughs> like, I, I know it's like just like I wonder what kind of like passion was just like I'm going to turn this into a board game. But um, yeah, no, I really enjoyed it. Uh, me and it was a joint victory actually, wasn't it, between the two of us? So that was very nice. Yeah, yeah, we did have a joint victory. Mm. We were. It- yeah, and then Matt Jarvis was a what a single point behind or something. Yeah, it was it was a tight it was a tight one tight competition. But um, yeah, no, just like a delightful little game that I th- I knew I would enjoy since like hearing about it. But yeah, finally getting to play and with um the rest of the Dicebreaker team, yeah, it was good stuff. Yeah, enjoyed it. Mm. What else have you been playing, Chase? Oh yeah, let me run through um. So also during that night, I also played, uh, we started the night with Queen Domino, which uh, was, mm. I got on recommendation from editor Matt Jarvis. I believe it's one of his, one of his most his favorite board games. Uh, and also the one he likes best out of like the Monarch Domino series. Uh, and after playing both King Domino and Queen Domino now, I haven't played any of the uh, like latest sort of variations on that. Uh, I definitely prefer Queen Domino as well. That sort of like the added like, um like bidding system the ability to destroy those like uh construction tiles with the dragon uh, which gives you just something else to do on your turn it, it inflates the the sort of like the length of the game a little bit like king domino can take like eight to 12 minutes to play if you're like really going through it uh queen domino is like one of those games that falls into the really comfortable like 20 minute time span which makes it like a super great warm-up game for like a board game night which is what we used it for um but also is just like just satisfying enough like just enough hooks to like really give you like a just a little smidge like a little aperitif of uh board game design um and yeah it's it's a lot of fun it's like the second or third time i've played it uh, at this point and it continues to be a, a real joy to bring to the table mm. yeah um we played king domino uh the other week didn't we yeah on BGA. yeah, yeah on board game arena there's a version on there hmm. it's quite good yep um and i had only played king domino origins before that mm. um which is the latest entry mm. although it's more like a spin-off than like a sequel yeah um and uh, yeah i i thought king domino origins was fine but um i feel like a lot of the bits didn't really tie together quite that well but King Domino, yeah, I kind of get what Matt has said in the past of it being like very simple, mm-hmm. like almost too simple, because it is the literally the case of you match up the the domino halves with the other domino halves and then try and get the ones with the crowns and then that's it. Um, and although, like, I still may 
plenty of mistakes where I would just mm -hmm. leave entire parts of my map empty <laughs> because I misplaced the domino. <laughs> yeah, I have to be very focused uh, on making sure that I don't just absolutely demolish my own little five by five square and leave out like like this little like chunk that's just going to stare me in the face the rest of the game. Because then when you get to the end of the game, because like each domino is a two by one and you can place them in different orientations and they have to connect to another piece of your empire. So like you start with like one little square where your castle is, which is a free space. They can be like anything. But once you start building off of that, you kind of lock yourself into one of the five or six different things. There's like deserts and plains and forests, swamps, mines, and a couple other ones. But uh, you have to be very careful about where you place these tiles because if you get a little bit too aggressive or a little bit too freewheeling, you'll come up to like some of the two or three last dominoes and you're like, I've got nowhere to place this. And you just have to burn that tile as everyone else sort of racks up their final points. And it's, yeah, you can really shoot yourself in the foot that way if you're not careful. Mm, yeah, I think it's because I was getting distracted with us talking about Jackass. <laughs> I forgot about that, yeah. Um, I still need to see that movie. Yeah, turns out Matt Jarvis is a massive fan of, of Jackass. Jackass. It's always the quiet ones. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know. I can't wow. imagine Matt Jarvis, like, you know, smiling as Johnny Knoxville gets, I don't know, probably hit in the balls by Yeah, somebody. I was going to say, That's it's going to be that. what happens in Jackass, right? It's usually related to that. Mm -hmm. But he also doesn't strike me as a Wu-Tang fan, and yet... And yet, he is most definitely a Wu-Tang fan. Matt Jarvis is a mystery. A man of secret depths. He mm -hmm. is a man of secrets, but also then he will tell you something that you really aren't surprised about. Mm -hmm. yep. Mostly about his childhood. Where it's like, you were a very weird child, Matt Jarvis. <laughs> oh, it's great that him. he's not here to defend himself and we can just sort of slag on him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we're not slagging him off, we're just telling him as it is. Sounds yep. semi-slaggy. We'll, we'll but... <laughs> just a smidge. <laughs> just a smidge of slag, yeah. Just a little bit. It's all fine. It's all good. Um, uh yeah, yeah. So carrying on from that, we ended mm -hmm. the we ended the day with uh, Viscounts of the West Kingdom, which uh, was that's a heavy game. So we really sort of like ramped up the sort of like crunchiness as the night went on. And listen, I love this game. It was like my top game for Dicebreaker twenty twenty one. There's an article on the site where I sort of just like effusively heap praise on the game. Uh, it's really complex. There's a lot of systems going on there. And uh, of the four people that we had in the group, I had only played it. And I had only played it solo. And I'd also never taught the game. And so, like, while we had a good time, um, I think I would rather bring that in as a sort of main attraction and not the last game of the night. Because we were getting a little tired. Uh, mm. we had just, we'd eaten dinner, so we were full and a little sleepy. Mm. And also, it kind of really showed me that, like, teaching board games is a skill that you need to develop mm. and sort of maintain, because I knew how to play the game, obviously. I had played several matches, but I only played solo against, like, the AI mode that it had. And trying to teach three other people the game kind of while we were setting up was really interesting and really enlightening. I uh, uh, I will say I struggled with that. I don't know about y'all, if y'all, like have practiced like teaching board games to other people but like it's it's a little bit eye-opening i don't know i i definitely need to get better at it mm, i personally like have yeah, tons it, of oh 
yeah, tons of respect for um, people who work in board game cafes because they just like they literally meet strangers every day and sit them down and teach them like several games in a row. And I'm like, how are you doing this? How what what actual sorcery yeah. are you employing? Yeah. Um, but yeah, like for for instance, I think it was uh, yesterday we played Last Bastion. Uh, on stream and that was one of my first times teaching a board game to really anyone to be honest apart from like chloe it's just one-on-one um and yeah that was an experience it didn't help that last bastion was you know um a hardship in itself but you know like (laughs) yeah no um it's definitely something i i think i'm okay as long as i know the board game well i'm 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 okay but yeah what about you mean well, I think you did a, an excellent job. Thank you. In teaching us the game. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, myself, I mean, I will say I've now had a lot of experience of teaching people who don't have, who don't play board games all that much, <laughs> um, particularly my family members, um, how to play games. And the amount of patience you need to have mm-hmm. is like astronomical. Yeah because you will inevitably no matter how well you do explain things at the start you will inevitably have to like explain things over and over and over again like certain concepts because they haven't uh like sunk through or a lot of the time because they've just not been listening properly Mm -hmm. um (laughs) and like the other day i was um teaching somebody's like parent how to play a game and um that was a test of all of my (laughs) my patience my fortitude um and my friend was like i don't know how you managed to stay like calm and controlled during that because oh boy (laughs) it was was hard but uh it's hey if i ever have children it's experience. You need to have patience there. So you're, you're going to train them to play Last Bastion with you yeah. by the time they're five. Oh, oh play that game. <laughs> <laughs> I literally oh, it's... spoilers for the video. I guess I haven't. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, I brought Last Bastion home last yeah. night I, um, uh, and I literally mm. was just like, bring it in just like, uh, Chloe, it's here back with us. The only ones who appreciate it <laughs> in all of its glory. And um... <laughs> Well, well, well we, we can talk about it now. Uh, we now? played it for the stream yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, if you've not watched that stream, you should watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Liv brought in your coffee uh it's an office coffee and i think you're like let's play this game mm-hmm. but yes oh okay it's yeah. the office coffee yeah oh okay yeah but uh, it, but either way um, yeah um brought in the office copy uh and we were just you know I've, I've been going on about how super difficult this game is um for a while now and i've been playing it we um, were like okay on yeah <laughs> come on then <laughs> then afterwards we were like oh yeah let's have it uh <laughs> um but yeah no it yeah it i'm i think it did translate both to the stream and then to um the rest of the team that this game is designed to hurt you um <laughs> and i love that so <laughs> yeah it's it's a masochistic experience mm. 
which is suitable considering how like just weirdly sexual some of those cards are now that like, was a that was a you thing i think me and i don't i, I before i brought this into play with everyone else there was no mention of any horny demons <laughs> Yeah, this this is a brand new. You experience. said afterwards. You literally said afterwards yourself, and I quote: "There are a lot of nipples in this game. Nipples aren't inherently sexual, man. Get it together." <laughs> this is true. Mm -hmm. This is true. Unfortunately, we live in a society, as they say. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Look, okay. Other than that, um. <laughs> I, I, look, okay, I've played difficult games before. Uh, I, I, I've been playing Gloomhaven Digital recently, and that game did not mess about. Mm -hmm. Um, but, like, I don't know if I really enjoyed playing Last Bastion all that much. I've mm -hmm. got to be honest. It felt very luck-driven. And, like, that was the major issue. There is, like, a way to kind of play it. You have to play to the strengths of the characters and use their abilities um as you know well as you can and like where the the closest that myself and my partner chloe have come to beating the game is when we both strategically picked two characters each and then you know use them to our advantage that's the only way and all we did was reveal the like horde leader or whatever it was and we were like oh, oh they're there oh my god this is it and then we were immediately killed so <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, I would be interested to see what ghost stories is like, which I believe you mm -hmm. have now. I do, I do have it. Yeah, no, um, that uh, <laughs> so ghost stories, ghost stories was the um the uh well, uh, Last Bastion was a successor to Ghost Stories, and apparently that one is even harder. And Last Bastion was toned down, um, <laughs> because because Ghost Stories was so difficult. Um, so. I, I I think I said that myself and Chloe took out ghost stories, started reading through the rules, and we were like, today is not the day for ghost stories, and we just put it away again. <laughs> um, but we will get there eventually, and, and it will be cool to play it with um, with everyone as well. So we'll get there. Well, you have to like let us know what it's like. Mm. I will do. Indeed. <laughs> um, anything else that you've played, Chase? Uh, I mean, listen, I, I was on last week talking about Magic Arena, and I said I'm not playing that anymore, and then I played a little bit, just because, you know, the new set, Kamigawa Neon Dynasty is out, and I wanted to sort of log in. And then as soon as I did, I was like, oh, yeah, there's, like, daily quests to get money so that I can draft, and I don't want to do that because it's just going to be me getting into a queue with other people I don't know, and it's been a while, and all of my decks are, like, I don't have any of the new cards, so, like, the meta has moved on, and it just, like, sucked all of the will to play that game just straight out of me. It's just, like a spilled glass of water. There's just nothing left. <laughs> um, I will say, they have, so every Wednesday, they have, uh, like, a, what they call their midweek madness or midweek magic, something like that, where they have a certain game mode that you can, that's only up for that day. And they had a ghost draft, which, so you can enter there, it's free to play, you don't get to keep any of the cards that you draft, and you just sort of get to play around in the draft environment, which I think is super cool and something that they should implement sort of, like, permanently, even if you only get like a few times to play, because as someone who loves the drafting part of Magic the Gathering, which is like 
playing magic sets as a game and not like as this like huge collection of cards like it's like taking the the new set and playing within that environment as a like card game that's really fun and it allowed me to sort of like play around with uh different cards and different mechanics within that set without feeling like i had to make the most out of that that currency that i invested in the draft right i had spent weeks doing quests to save up the money to buy my way into the draft i'm going to try to get the most out of it there's this concept called rare drafting where like when you open a pack you know you have all your cards and there's like one rare card per pack even if it's not good for the sort of deck that you're trying to create some people will take that card because like oh i want that for my collection and that feels kind of bad because it's like you're not going to play the game well because you want to make sure that you get your money's worth in this ghost draft you didn't have any of those concerns. You could truly just sort of like make interesting and maybe suboptimal picks because you just wanted to mess around with the draft, right? You wanted to see what you could do, what you could create with these given cards. I wish that Arena would keep that around because even if like I didn't want to like grind out currency or hit the ladder, like do some matchmaking with like my constructed decks, just being able to play around within that draft environment to kind of learn how it's working would make me more interested in actually playing the game more often. Um, but unfortunately, it was just around for the one day. I don't know when it's going to come back. Just like every other Magic Arena decision, they do some good things and then take it away, and players don't get access to it anymore. It's just that's the story of that entire game. So I had one little bit of fun, and then Wizards took it away from me and said, no, no, that's enough. You don't get any more. No yeah. more fun for you. This is a serious game that's not for babies. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. Babies don't have money that we can take from them. So no, no yeah, babies sorry. allowed. <laughs> Only the candy that we can take from them. So yeah, if we can resell that candy as like a premium currency, then yeah, we'll, mm -hmm. we'll let babies in, but otherwise. Uh, so yeah, Magic Arena continues to just like want me to play, but keeps disappointing me. And then I also played Gloomhaven Digital, but I think I'm going to let me and take over for that because i think you put in a little bit more time but i'll we can have some conversations about that game because i've also been putting some time into gloomhaven digital but that's it yeah. for me that's what i've been up to Liv, what what have you been playing i will try to tell you through this lag that i'm experiencing man well i have been playing um <laughs> um i've been playing what well, we played last passion i play i introduced um my partner to dead of winter uh, so I've been playing that a little bit recently. <gasps> um, yeah. Nice. Yeah, I, I love me some Dead of Winter. Also a difficult game. Um, I, we had a whole thing. Okay, so we technically, initially we lost. <laughs> but then like, so Chloe was like, uh, okay. Oh, she forgot that she had a hand of cards. And I don't know how that's possible. Uh, <laughs> so like, um there was a crisis that we had to had to um sort out and there were specific cards that we needed for that crisis and i was like oh we can't beat this but then chloe was like oh i have all the cards i just forgot i had the hand of cards and i was like how is how is how <laughs> <laughs> how <laughs> um so that was funny but uh but yeah no uh dead of winter continues to be um a really fun one like yeah. i'm always surprised at how because it's a crossroad just two players yeah just two players and and that is it's between two to five players which i didn't realize um so i was like oh great um 
but uh yeah it, it always yeah dead of winter is a crossroad g- game so it's like whenever somebody starts their turn you take a crossroad card that will be like oh if this certain um set of things comes up then you have to read this card out loud the amount of times it comes up is so astounding to me like like sometimes it'll be like something as simple as like your character moves to a different location or another time it will be like if so and so is playing as this as this character and then they they move it there and they do this and blah blah and that kept coming up um but yeah no it's 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 a very fun time um but apart from that, oh, we also played Escape, didn't we, Mian? I had never played Escape before, and you yeah. and Matt introduced me to it, so, yeah. Yeah, um, Escape, colon, mm-hmm. the curse of the temple. Es- escape the colon? <laughs> yeah, you want to do that. No, I'm pretty sure that's so you've been eaten, right? <laughs> um. Oh, yeah. you're right. Mm-hmm. That's a different game. Maybe yeah. they're in the same universe. Um, no, this is a game that uh, Mr. Wheeler has actually talked about before mm. on the YouTube channel. I believe it's in the exciting board games list, mm. which you can watch right now. And it is indeed an exciting board game. Um, it is a dice rolling game uh, where you're working together to escape the temple. Mm. <laughs> Uh, and it's many curses. Um, so it's kind of like an Indiana Jones style situation where you're like moving between rooms and you're trying to roll the right results to get into different doors. And then you're trying to ride the ro- roll the right results to get various gems that mm-hmm. you seek. Uh, and there are three rounds. And the really fun part of Escape is the fact that you will roll simultaneously. So there is a near constant sound of dice hitting the table. Uh, and also there is a soundtrack you have to play along with the game because it tells you how much time you've got left mm-hmm. uh, before you all have to rush back Terrifying. to the main room. Otherwise bad things happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, it it's like towards the end of each round you'll have the music which is kind of like a percussion style thing with like various monkey sort of noises um and then like towards the end you'll hear like a series of gongs and then you'll be like oh no i have to we have to go back Mm -hmm. quick uh and then when the final gong goes you need to be in the middle room otherwise you lose a die and that's very bad mm. and then uh, in the third round at the end you need to find the exit and escape with all the gems um talking of hard games uh we never achieved that no mm-hmm. <laughs> no uh we just kept getting cursed all the time which is when you roll these little masks uh, and then if you roll too many, basically they lock your dice out. And mm-hmm. You need to like roll the golden dark uh, masks to unlock yourself, or you can have a friend who's in the same room help you. But that I just feel like we got really unlucky with like a lot of our dice rolls, and we just got locked out so many times. Yeah, we we uh, there were a lot of things working against us in that the the, the dice rolls were bad. Um, we we didn't 
we unlock we kept unlocking tiles that were just nothing nothing tiles nothing 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 and then we yeah. ended up yeah. going all the way around the map and having to go all the way back to the main room like oh but uh, we're about to get gonged out um so um yeah 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 and we found nothing in that room as well we, we went all through those rooms and we didn't find any gems whatsoever on yeah. that round it was awful um when i get gonged out yeah i know right um but i would say if if you've ever watched i think this is just british thing but on citv there was jungle run which is um yeah a show where a bunch of kids are going through a jungle and they have to get like the crystal monkeys and stuff like that i don't know um basically yeah big jungle run vibes big big jungle run vibes it was good it's good stuff yeah essentially I like anything that has jungle run vibes. I'm immediately interested. Oh, same, right? <laughs> because that, yeah, like that show is is like essential to my childhood. Mm-hmm. Of, of, you know, those like game shows when the the children are in danger. <laughs> Fictionally speaking, and you're like, oh no, they're gonna get locked in the temple, the 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 temple of the monkey king, uh, and they're gonna get locked inside, and you'll they'll never get out again. They're gonna live in there, but obviously you know that that probably didn't happen. They probably uh, let the kids out. Uh, the U.S. has a, a show like that. We ours was called Legends of the Hidden Temple. I am aware oh. of this show, mm-hmm. um, and it is somewhat different. Mm-hmm. Because uh, the Legends of the Hidden Temple, from what I know, took place that you had teams working against each other, yeah, doing the same sort of tasks. And some of them are like, you need to cross this river thing, and others are like, you need to solve this puzzle. And then there's this terrifying bit at the end mm-hmm. where they're like getting chased by these people. It's no. like. Um, that bit in Takeshi's castle when they have to run around the hexagon maze. Oh no, like, can't be doing these, that. Yeah, these children are getting chased by these people. <laughs> yeah, there is a cat, by the way. Um, Kitty. Getting a bottom scratch. But <laughs> yeah, no, uh, Jungle Run was something that was more like there was only one team uh, and they were taken around like this quite a large set, I think. Uh, and they would go from like challenge to challenge trying to collect these monkey statues that they would then use to like earn time in the temple of the monkey king uh which is where they earn amazing prizes <laughs> such as uh bicycles or like walkman radios yeah game boy advanced mm-hmm. and <laughs> game boy advances yeah. oh you... what they had gbas in the monkey temple oh yeah yeah Dang. yeah so the monkey um, king was a gamer yeah, <laughs> yeah. he's a gamer the monkey king gamer. is a gamer um <laughs> uh yeah no there i believe there are four episodes just on youtube mm. that you can watch um means like i believe there are four nostalgic. episodes but you you know it's... you know exactly how many episodes there are <laughs> I believe they did a revival or something, like at some point, but um, mm. I've not watched it. Um, Those yeah, never no. turn out well. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but we had fun with Escape. You enjoyed it, right, Lou? I right? did, yeah. I wouldn't mind grabbing myself a copy, honestly. Um, yeah, no. Um... I believe that. Mm, I believe that 
Um, the most recent edition doesn't include. It used to come with a CD-ROM <laughs> that you'd play mm. to like listen to the soundtrack. But now, obviously, people don't really have CD players anymore. So I believe the more recent editions don't have the CD-ROM anymore, mm-hmm. and you mm. just can find like the soundtracks for free, like on YouTube. Um, mm. But yeah, I would like a copy at some point. It's a very fun game. Yeah, definitely. No, I um, um I want that. I want that. Uh, in my life. Uh, other games that I have been playing. <laughs> uh, sorry about this mm-hmm. lag. Um, uh, we played um, Skull for a little bit, didn't we, Chase? With um, with Wheels and Matt. Um, so that was pretty fun. Oh, yeah. At our last like little BGA, yeah. Uh, which, well, you can explain how that went down. <laughs> um, poorly for me, I didn't oh, see. I, even if I don't quite know how to play a game, <laughs> I will. Yeah, I will. I will run headfirst into it. It's basically a game of like betting against one another, and so I kept raising the stakes when I didn't have enough stakes to raise. Um, so, um, so that was that was fun. But yeah, the concept of the game is basically like you have roses, you have skulls. It's pretty simple. It's like a nice, uh, easy party game. Um, and you have to basically bet how long you can go without revealing a skull when you flip cards over. Um, and, uh, yeah, if you, I think if you run out of cards, then you're out. Um, but, um, but yeah, that was a lot of fun. I've always been quite interested in that. Mm. What do you think, Chase? Have you played it a few times or was that the first? Uh, that was the second time I've played it. Uh, yeah, I agree that it is definitely one of those, like, it's sort of like Queen Domino, where it's it's a great game to sort of warm everybody up, especially for competitive. Uh, it also will reveal within the group who is just the boldest better and who will, like you, and I believe Wheels followed closely in your footsteps, will just bet themselves directly off the side of a cliff. <laughs> yeah, yeah! <laughs> you, you, you. Uh, but yeah that's what you did like uh i it was honestly like intimidating like i i could not figure out if you were sharking us or not to be very honest i was like okay two 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 possible things here live is either about to destroy yourself just like implode over on her side of the board or we're going to get made all of yeah. us are going to get made by this person serious uh, mind games going on here oh, which like... which in the early rounds kept me from doing anything it's like i don't, <laughs> I don't know Mm-mm. i'm not i'm not approaching that yeah. i'm not then, gonna like, touch it chase is sat there going like she's off the grid man like <laughs> i was like four level. like four i can't do four and then it would come back around and she's like seven I'm like, I'm out. yeah <laughs> Chase is like, Chase is like, she's off the grid. And then inside Liv's head, we like go inside your head and you're like, oh, yeah, I'm <laughs> off the rails, man. man. <laughs> I can't do this anymore. But it's, but it's your fair- face is just like, <laughs> I mean, it, that is interesting of playing Skull online because yeah. I think like, Liv, I've got a copy of Skull. We should definitely play in person sometime. Yeah. Because that is the kind of game that really benefits from being in person. Because mm-hmm. you, you watch you watch people's poker face. Like, uh-huh. see that single bead of sweat running down their face. Mm-hmm. And then the theatrics when you flip it over and it is not a flower, but instead a skull. And you're just like, oh, oh like, I love, yeah, God. it's so good. Um, yeah. Apparently, according to Chloe, I have a towel, but she won't tell me what the towel is. So apparently, I'm walking around like playing these games, and I've got a towel, and I don't know oh. about it. 
props to Chloe for keeping that close to the chest. That's yeah. that's very good. She's protecting your professional poker career. She's protecting her own interests whenever they go to the table together. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> pretty sure that's it. Uh, <laughs> um, um, but we also played Love Letter, which is a uh, an old favorite of mine. One like oh. like the first. Um, like tabletop games i played when i started being like oh board games are you know more than just monopoly um so yeah no that was that was a lot of fun there were like i love letters so simple but like so so effective like i think there was one point chase where you like literally couldn't do anything but give up the game to me and i was just like oh thank you so much um but (laughs) um but um but yeah no it, it, there's also some times where you get spectacularly lucky like wheels kept just guessing out of the ether what everyone had oh, nice. he's a jammy little sod <laughs> he's a jammy sod that one he's been oh god oh. the amount of times the universe is just handing him like you know, yeah. whatever he needs. Yeah. He's just like... Just whispering in, in his ear. How did you get this luggy? Yeah, that he... That yeah, yeah, he's obviously and... done some sort of... He's done some sort of shifty deal, I think. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Oh, there's some Faustian, like, sort of like, devil at the crossroads, but all he asks for is just to win the occasional board game against his coworkers. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's quite wholesome, actually. Um, but, uh... <laughs> <laughs> It won't be awesome when he has to pay off. <laughs> I've come to collect. Um, yeah, no, uh, <laughs> but that was Ooh. that was quite fun. Um, uh, I mm-hmm. we also played a little bit of Machikoro two, the second one. Oh, yeah. oh, you were there, Mian. I played it with you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we did play it together. Um, um oh, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, I've not played Machikoro 1, mm-hmm. so uh, I hadn't experienced that before, but I, I, from what I know, it's somewhat similar, but uh, in this game you have to, like, buy cards using your money, and then you roll dice at the beginning of your turn, and if you roll, like, a certain number, then either you could do something fun, or, like, sometimes your opponent gets to do something bad against you, and sometimes everyone gets to do something. So, uh, I was not very good at this game, but you were great! Uh, it, well, the last time we played, because it was just, uh, I just played with Wheels before, uh, he absolutely decimated me. So, like, it, uh, it was about time, oh, honestly. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no, it's, uh, it's a lot of fun. You, um, win by getting, I think, three landmark cards that cost you quite a lot of uh, the monies. Um, and, um, mm. those landmark cards do some interesting effects. Like, when I picked up yesterday, it was just like, oh, if you roll doubles, then everyone gets another turn. Oh, yeah, yeah, whoever rolls doubles gets another turn after the one they just done. Um, yeah, yeah, Chase, I know. <laughs> what yeah that's big mm-hmm. um yeah so there's like a lot big of stuff. like a lot of you know uh things that like change the game with these big old landmark cards um but yeah i i like the aspect of it that's like it allows you to be mean if you want to like you can take a red card and like if somebody does something on their turn you can just take their money from them i'm like Ooh, okay interesting um but um but yeah no it, that was that was a lot of fun i, I ha- also haven't played magic Aura one uh, and I would like to now. Yeah, 
pretty good. What did you think, Mian? Yeah, I've heard good things. Yeah. I thought it was good, yeah. Hmm. I mean, we didn't play a whole game, hmm. but I feel like I would maybe like to play it again sometime just to get a better understanding of of it. But I feel like it's one of those games that it's simple, it's like straightforward, you could probably just chat like while playing it. Hmm. Um, yeah, it, it was fun. I like the art style as well. Yeah. It's yeah. nice, colourful. Yeah. Um, and the last thing Anything I have been like to tell us about playing is uh, Catacombs, which is um, a uh, a dungeon crawler that's also a dexterity game, and you can expect to see the full let's play of that game on the channel Whoa. this weekend. <gasps> so um, yeah, keep an eye out on your on your feed, subscribers. Um, if you're not subscribed, you should you should. <laughs> You should definitely think about doing that. Maybe like the video if you'd like, yeah. you know, um, and tell your friends. But yeah, no, it was a, it was a lot of fun. It was a really good let's play. Like, you know, you know, sometimes you'll sit down, do a let's play and go, wow, that was so much genuine fun. Um, and uh, yeah, it really, it was, it was really nice. I, I won the thing. I won the thing. We, <laughs> um, without giving oh! away, I know, without giving Spoilers. away. Spoilers. Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, yeah, I was going to say, without giving away too many spoilers, but I've already given away a big one. Um, basically, uh, you get to... I, I was playing as, like, the the party of adventurers, and Wills was playing as the dungeon master, um, and uh, he got to set up the dungeon, and I flipped to reveal the dungeon cards, and then we go through, we set up, like, a little board with certain, like, enemies on it, and then I have my... Um, party of adventurers who have different items and um and they kind of have familiars it's basically like a D, &D uh rpg like uh, adventuring dexterity game and it's very good and um yeah no it's it's, it's very good stuff and that you should yeah you should watch the Let's i want to play, play <laughs> yeah i want to play catacombs real bad like i've written about it quite a few times and always been like i want to play this game <laughs> But it's not that easy to get a hold of it sometimes. A lot of the time, the only way you can get a copy is through the Kickstarter that they do. Mm -hmm. um, you can't just buy it unless you know someone who owns a copy that wants to sell it. So uh, um, I want to nag Wills because he owns the copy. Mm -hmm. I want to nag him to play it. Yeah. Although I'd probably be really bad because it's like a crocodile style. I thought that I would be bad at it, but I ended up, you know, doing pretty well. I think, I don't know, it, it's, it's, for, for some reason, my, I, I thrive with this kind of dexterity game. Crocodile's different, even though it's exactly the same. I don't know. Don't know what to tell you. But yeah, I did well. So you might surprise yourself, man. So. <laughs> yeah, maybe I should give it a go and then I won't feel entirely humiliated. <laughs> um... Is that everything you've played, Liv? That is me done. Please proceed, me and what, what have you played? <laughs> oh my goodness. What have I played? Well, I've not been on the podcast for quite a few weeks. Mm. So I've played a lot, actually. So I'll do a sort of um, speed round, uh, briefly covering everything I've played. So obviously Wingsman, Escape. Um, played a game called Halley Galley with Matt Jarvis. You were there as well, Liv. Um, oh yeah, which is a fun game that Matt has written about on the site, where you literally just put lay cards down, and whenever there's five of the same fruit on the table, you have to slam the banana, the squeaky banana. I was about to say it's a little squeaky one, right? So you say slam, but it just goes. 
and then yeah. like, that's it. Oh no, it's, or, it's so uh, much louder than that. Whenever lifted Chase. it, it went. Yeah, whenever lifted it, was. <laughs> I get excited. <laughs> sounded like a mouse being squeezed. Just murder that banana. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you were very good at it. Um, I've also played um, Diamant. Oh, we played that. Chase, I, and Matt Jarvis. Also known as Ink and Gold, mm -hmm. which is like a risk sort of game where you have to decide whether you want to keep going through a temple. Again, another Jungle Run style game. Um where you have to decide if you want to keep going for a temple uh, and that means drawing more cards to kind of create your temple path but if two of the same hazards turn up you lose everything mm -hmm. that you can choose to kind of go back uh, at any you know when you know at any point you like but you collect all the gems that you've gone so far as well as any that have been left on the cards because sometimes there is a odd amount of players and so gems cannot be split evenly but uh, we had fun playing that. I really like Diamant. Um, I wish they had that version on Board Game Geek instead of Ink and Gold, because I think the the art style for Diamant is better. Yeah, the the sort of like you're right, and also like just like the sort of like uh, uh, like indigenous Central American theming is like mm. yeah, it's just unfortunately dated. There's nothing like outright offensive about it, but it's just one of those things like. Yeah, it's of that era where like board games just sort of all did that sort of theming and art style, and I'm glad that it, we've we've diversified since then. Yeah, like a lot of games have, um, but you'll still get publishers from these games, and you're like, this doesn't really seem like the best idea. <laughs> like, yeah, it's not 1997 anymore. You can you could do something else. Yeah, like even uh, Lost Ruins of Ardak, which is like. A game about going to like an island yep. uh, and like discovering and taking things from there which obviously has like dodgy vibes about it but lucky enough the cast of characters for example that they've added in the artwork and with the expansion are like diverse so that at least helps things yeah um along yeah. with the big beasties yeah the big beasties are great um uh, I also played Fox in the Forest with Will, um, yeah. which he has included in his upcoming two-player board game list. More two-player board games that you can enjoy with another person. And uh, Fox in the Forest is on that list, and it's a very good card game. Uh, it's a trick-taking game. If anyone doesn't know what those are, they're literally games that are played in a series of rounds where you exchange cards or you, you play cards on the table, uh, and the higher-numbered cards wins the trick. Mm -hmm. But Fox and Forest kind of plays around that concept by uh, including cards with special abilities that you can play. Uh, and also, um, you win points depending on how many tricks you win. So there is like a point that you can get to where you have too many tricks, and you don't actually win any points from that round. Um, so, uh, And I beat him every time, by the way. So, Bravo. Well, Bravo. Chef's kiss. Mm. <laughs> uh, I have played that game a lot, so <laughs> we kind of felt unfair. But um, I also played some Yu Gi Oh! Speed Duel Ooh. with Mr. Jarvis. 
he lured me into playing a game. Roped you into his new obsession, huh? Yeah, he lured me into his new obsession, uh, and then proceeded to tell me how many games he'd lost on uh, Yu-Gi-Oh. What's the digital <laughs> one called? Master Duel, right? Master Duel, yeah. Um, it it it's becoming. I'm worried about like how much. He's like, oh, I play this game and I lose like most fights, but I keep mm-hmm. coming back to it. Oh. I just don't think this relationship is very healthy. Huh? I was about to say, both of us are Overwatch players and could probably maybe commiserate with that relationship to a game, right? Oh, uh-huh. Yeah, I understand yeah, that. yeah, exactly. You just keep coming back to something, uh, and yet you just Diva get main. really devastating losses. <laughs> <laughs> A woman of culture over there. Thank mm-hmm. you. Yeah, yeah. A woman of culture. Um, but Yu-Gi-Oh! Speed Duel is interesting. It's like a streamlined version of normal Yu-Gi-Oh! But even then saying that, it's still like, what the hell <laughs> is going on? Um, I... does, does Speed Duel still have like the Zixie summons and the Pendulum summons and all that weird BS that you can do? Um, it does have summons, but I don't think it does... I don't think it has Pendulum or, like, XYZ summons. Uh, it's canonically Zixies, is how you pronounce it, Ian. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm just getting told by all the Yu-Gi-Oh boys in here. Um, uh-huh. uh, yeah, no, it didn't, I don't think I saw any cards with that. And I, But it does have, like, you have to make tributes to yeah. summon certain higher level cards, which makes sense to me. What did make sense to me was this deck I was playing, which was a Pegasus deck. If people don't know who Pegasus is, he is—he was like a villain in the in the manga and the anime, mm-hmm. who had very strong homoerotic vibes, as you know, certain yeah. Yugo villains do. <laughs> and uh, I was like, I want to play as Pegasus because he's great. And then I, it was a terrible decision. Did he? Did it have Toontown? Was it yes. the Toontown? Yes, it has Toontown in it. Oh my god, I love Toontown. Uh, which Matt Jarvis informed me is apparently a legit strat in the game. I love this game so much. But I didn't understand how any of it worked. Like it's like, oh, you have to play Toontown. Okay, I'll play Toontown, and then you play that allows you to sort of play other Toon style cards to combo with it. But yep. to me, like, all these cards just didn't really seem to work that well, and I probably just didn't play them right. But um, uh, I wasn't having a great time, whereas Matt Jarvis, the jammy boy, like, just managed... All he had to do was um, sacrifice two of his monsters, and then he just brought out a big old dragon and killed me. Mm. Yep. Whereas I was like, oh, I have to do this thing with the toon town and then i have to play these toon cards and then they don't do anything <laughs> Nian, do you feel like you were brought in to massage editor-in-chief matt jarvis's ego after he lost so much in the master duel salt mines because uh, um i did somewhat volunteer to it okay uh but and also i chose the pegasus deck so you know that was my doing. Whereas he was like, I'm going to be Joey Wheeler, which is the better choice. Well, yeah, which, from, from my home country. Yeah, from the home country of USA, yeah. Where Matt Jarvis is from. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, Jersey um, Boy Matt Jarvis. Yeah, Jersey Boy Matt Jarvis. Um, yeah, we played Ego Speed Duel. Um, as Chase has said, I've been playing a lot of Gloomhaven Digital, um, which we've played on the channel before. You can go and watch that uh, as well, including the 